time I look at you, I don't understand Why you let the things you did get so out of hand You'd have managed better if you'd had it planned Now why'd you choose such a backward time in such a strange land If you'd come today, you could have reached the whole nation Israel in for BC had no mass communication Don't you get me wrong 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 I like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I'm Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast. This is our 31st episode. Holy and shit. Uh, how you doing, Donnie? Yeah, how you doing? Doing all right. Yeah. Rocking and rolling, you know, watching movies, enjoying some yeah. some cool shit. I've been texting you about some recent uh, recent picks that I've been watching. So, you know, yeah, some yeah. we will cover, most we probably will not. <laughs> yeah, well you, well, you know, it's been it's been interesting because uh, you know, my you know, because I'm in Wichita, there's not much to do here, but my mom loves to watch movies and obviously I like to watch. Good. And so we've been seeing a lot of movies in the theater, but it doesn't Wichita's not a market for more art house films. Mm-hmm. And uh and uh just today I was listening to Film Spotting and they had their rap party in Brooklyn and uh they were bringing up all these these art films that I haven't had a chance to see because they're just not in the theater here. And so I kind of went on a binge and uh, rented like nine films nice. uh, that I really, really wanted to see, including what I just watched, Speak No Evil. And you oh. are correct. Fucking great movie. Fucking yeah. great movie. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Fucking great movie. Pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you maybe, know, but uh, maybe, yeah, maybe so we'll I've, been, hit that one I've up, got a whole list. Maybe hit that one up closer to October. This year, yeah, yeah, a, but I, it's just one. like I've been watching, and and I also watched Bodies, 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 which okay. I thoroughly enjoyed. Interesting, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it, I'm kind of yeah. I'm waiting yeah, for so I'm, I'm waiting to not have to pay for that to watch it. I mean, all it's the worth I the pay six for bucks. I pay for all the streaming shit that I pay for, but I'm waiting for it to show yeah, up on yeah. one of those first. Speaking of which, one of those um, first. That's yeah, fair. Speaking of which, yes. just a little bit of housekeeping from last week. Um, I know I texted you. I like housekeeping. This. Yeah, I, I fucked up. Uh, for anybody that was interested, and 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 hopefully you know people are interested, Skinamarink uh, hit theaters on Friday the thirteenth of January. It is hitting Shutter on February second. So just in like a okay. couple weeks. Yeah. So I just wanted to there get, you go. Get well, that yeah, out of which the way. means I completely misread the article that I read and I yeah. 
just wanted to clean that up a little bit. Which means I will have to watch it on Shutter in yeah. February because yeah. even if even if it was, it's not coming to Wichita. So uh, oh yeah, I think it's playing in like two yeah, theaters yeah. in L.A. Even it's not playing in a lot of theaters. Okay, there you so, go. Yeah. All right. Well, there but, you yeah. go. I prefer to see him in the theater, but what the hell? So this week, last last uh, last episode, uh, I picked Sweeney Todd. Word. And uh, in keeping of the tradition, you picked uh, a movie musical as well. And tell us about it and why you like to watch it. Yeah, you know, uh, well, I mean, my, my pick was uh, uh, Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ Superstar from 1973, uh, directed by Norman Jewison, based on the uh, originally it was a concept album uh, by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Uh yeah, they couldn't really get money to do a, a stage version of it. Nobody was really interested. They were they were very early in their own uh, uh, careers, uh, individual careers as as uh, composer lyricist. I think they had only done like a little bit of a snippet of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and they were still oh that's okay. They were yeah. still they were still kind of developing that uh, to, to kind of flesh it out into a fuller piece, a, a fuller stage piece. And while they were doing that, they they caught on to this idea of like, why not do the uh, story of the Passion of the Christ uh, from Judas's perspective? And uh, they couldn't really get anybody interested, but they started writing the music and the lyrics, obviously, and decided to do uh, an album. They they cut uh, I think it was a, a, a two disc four sided. It was two discs. LP. I I. I actually, that's the, fir- before I saw the film um, uh, in college, um, I, I mean, it just, you know, you'd think I would have seen it a little earlier, but no, no, it, uh, it wasn't until like 11, 12 years later. And a buddy of mine in college who was a super big stoner, and he was actually older than all of us. He was the RA of the dorm, oh. and he was at one of those perpetu- perpetual college students where okay. he just kept changing his major, and he was in his 40s. And he had the original concept album, and I went, I want to listen to that. And I mean, I, I kind of just got sucked in and like spent like three days straight just listening, listening, listening. And then I had to go. Actually, I didn't see the movie until, also in Arkansas, I was the manager of Aardvark Video. And they had that video. So they had that VHS cassette. Yeah, that was yeah. the first time I saw the movie. So, Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the first time I saw the movie. Um, I mean, it had to be when I was. It, it had to be when I was in high school, and started getting into dance and musical theater. It had to be back then. Um, I've only ever seen it once on once on stage. I think only once on stage. Um, one of the. Uh, it was one of the all state shows for uh, Illinois High School Theater Festival. It was one of the all state yeah. shows. Probably when I. I want to say it was when I was a junior. In high school, so probably 94, 95, somewhere around there. Um, so that's the only time I saw it on stage. You know, I, I picked it kind of like we were discussing about Sweeney Todd. I, you know, I picked it because uh, it's one of the movie versions of a stage musical that I think visually, at least, has more depth to it than what I think I would ever see on stage. I think. Well, I would yeah. argue that, that, that when I watched it, because I haven't watched it in years, and I mm. watched it last night in preparation for this, and the first thing that occurred to me, I had forgotten. I mean, the, the number of things that I'd forgotten, the details, but what I really 
what was what really struck me um, from the entrance of the 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 bus filled with hippies mm-hmm. and then pulling all the props off the you know the crucifix yep. off the top of the bus, it occurred to me that this is basically Norman Jewison just staged he staged the play in the desert, you know, because well, yeah, in in that's, Jerusalem, that's, like they went to the yeah, Holy yeah, well, Land I mean, it, to film the fucking thing, you know. And yeah, and yeah and, and, I thought and, was really fascinating because it looks and feels like a stage production, but yeah. the set is is as ancient as the story itself. Right, and I think you know this is something I, w- I was actually talking with Mary Lynn a little bit about this. Um, it's interesting because yes, I, I agree. It, it the film wears its theatricality on its sleeve. I think. Um, but it uses so many cinematic techniques. The kind of the, the editing work, the uh, the framing, you know, the cinematography, uh, the, the kind of fades, and uh, 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 what is it? The um, the Simon Zealot sequence. With the, yeah, the, the Simon Zealot. Where there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. uh, freeze frame on dance moves. And shit. Um, and it's in slow very, motion. A lot of motion. slow motion. It's yeah. very, it's very yeah. 70s in that way. You know, I, I don't know how to describe it. I'm trying to think of other films of the era that, that do that. Um, but it is very 70s in that way where it uses a lot of those kind of techniques, those film techniques. And to me, that's one of the reasons that this movie kind of stands out versus what I would see on stage. Um, yeah, be- because it can highlight, you know, the, the way it focuses in on on uh, Judas, Jesus, all of the main characters. You're not you're never going to get those close ups on stage. You're never going to you're never going to see that kind of understated performance with and this huge theatricality and, and vocal presentation of the music. Right. You're you're also never going to see. It's like the, the two. There are two moments that 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 were really striking where where you can actually see Norman Jewish and kind of playing with that exact concept. One is um, the initial uh, Judas opening. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, have it, he's have on it, a rock. Have it on their, have it on their mind. Is that yeah, the name he, of the song? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. I think that's. But he's on a rock. Oh yeah. And you've got all this close up, and he's doing the singing, and but then it starts backing away and the camera backs away and he, and then, you know, there's a, a fade and it's still backing away. And well, it's zooming in initially it's zooming him. in because he's so far away. Yeah. It zooms in, in on him, but and then, then it fades and zoom. Yeah, yeah. But what he, what he does with, what he does with the screen mm-hmm. is, is it just, you, he just gets smaller and smaller and you just see that they were, they were out in the middle of a fucking desert, and it's well, just this vastness. And I think it, it's really interesting how Jewison plays with both the very exactly what you're saying. It's like the close-ups and the, the you know. There's a moment that it feels very to me. It feels a little jarring, but I understand why he did it. Is when they're doing the Hosanna, mm-hmm. Hosanna, Hosanna, mm-hmm. and Jesus is is there. And they're singing it, and then when they say, "Say, would you die for me?" and he actually does. It's the only like in in the dramatic moment freeze frame on Ted Healy's face uh-huh. as he hears that, uh-huh. and it's like. But there are these two extremes where it's like I'm going to use the camera to get close on things that I think are important, but I also want to show you. Oh yeah, that. W- that these car- these actors are out yeah. in the middle of nowhere, well, and it's really kind of impressive. Well, and I think that's that's what's kind of genius about the the concept, right? I mean, let's just start at the beginning, right? You talk about you know the kind of breadth of where they're at. 
they start so far back and all you see is a trail of dust with this bus of of the the troop of players showing up into the desert right and as they come off i mean clearly they're all dressed as like in their regular kind of 1970s late 60s early 70s street garb and as they come off the bus one by one you're introduced to who are going to be your lead players. They're not giving you like a title card like Jesus, Herod, Judas. They're not doing that, but you're definitely going to see these those faces again and they are framed like like right almost not super close up but very close up. You're going to see those faces again. And you're going to remember who all of those people are. And I think that's kind of the 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 genius for me of of the setup of this film um in that uh, they are. They're just actors going to the desert to pre- uh, perform this Lloyd Webber, uh, uh, Tim Rice piece. And I think that that's, I think, you know, and look, this is retrospect. You know, I didn't, obviously, we, I wasn't there to, to read about or be involved in any of the kind of controversy of the piece. Um, but to me, that should take away all controversy. They're not presenting these people as this is actually Jesus, this is actually Judas, this is actually, you know, representation of the Jews, blah, 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 right? Like, it's just people playing characters. And that, to me, is what's very special about the, the, the way they play the overture of this film, of, of the music in the film. I watched. I watched right after I watched. I, I hadn't seen. Uh, there's a documentary called Superstars. It was made in 2001, mm. and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cutaways to Norman Jewison as a young man on set, like sitting in the desert, talking about uh, sort of the experience of making this film. And it was, I was like, wow, that's really prescient. That was really smart. One of the things that he said was, because he was asked about the controversy, exactly mm. what you're talking about, the controversy about making this film, mm-hmm. he said that really the only controversy, the only people that objected to it were Jewish groups in the United States. But because everybody else, including those in the Israel state, um, France, I mean, everybody else was like totally like, yeah, this is down. Right. But there was there was a real pushback in the United States from Jewish Americans. Interesting. And but he... But his perspective was, hey, you know, they don't have to watch it. You know, I mean, that that was kind of, that was kind of, you know, he understood the controversy. Mm-hmm. He didn't take it to heart. Yeah. It didn't hurt his feelings. But, you know, it was like, but I thought that was, that was kind of interesting. I, at some point, I'd like to get back to that oh, sure. documentary while we're talking yeah, about this. Yeah, it's interesting. I, it, I didn't even, I didn't even find that in my research. So I would love to watch that. It's, it's. It's a hard watch. Oh, really? I'll tell you why yeah. when we... Uh, one, of, one of the things that I that, that I really love about... Uh, first of all, I love rock opera. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, and this is right there in the early stages. I mean, it's like, as far as I know, this is like the second filmed yeah. rock opera. Yeah, there were not many. And at this, at this point, at this and, point, there were not many. Yeah. At Sorry. this point, Sorry. yeah. And, and well, and even even today, even talking stage, there's probably only about 40 or 50 that I could find um, in, in some of my uh, some of my research. And what I what I think is really interesting about this particular rock opera and this particular project, it's one of the more experimental in in a number of ways, but probably the most significant way, and it's why I think it, for me, really kind of punches me in the face when I watch it, is that this was an entire cast of unknowns. Like as far as yeah. I know, there's only one actor 
that had ever ever been in a movie, and that was the guy who played Pilot. He was uh, uh, model Camsoil in Jewison's Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. And and so when you want and and to be frank and, and this is an interesting part of the documentary as well but to none of these people had film careers except for perhaps Josh Mustel mm-hmm. after and so when you watch this movie it's not like you're watching movie stars play these characters right you're you're watching people that could could literally well, be any hippie that you saw on the street well, and it's i think that's very powerful yeah and the bulk of them had participated in the broadway musical and the initial vinyl recording the initial recording of the record yeah. right like i think that's really special um another reason i i really enjoy it uh because you're able to kind of give yourself over to the characters without seeing them being portrayed by people that you've seen in 17 other movies, right? Exactly. And their yeah. talent and their talent is just like just extraordinary. Uh, you know, um I, I even said at one point, you know, again to go back to the the Simon uh, the Simon scene, um it's only young people in their 20s that could fucking sing and dance like that in the middle of the hot ass desert, man. Like there's just there's something about the youth of 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 all of these people that really just shines through in 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 the way they express themselves through dance and song and and like the music I don't believe the music was recorded live but they did no. but they did sing full out through every single song while they were shooting so yeah no it was it it's interesting going back to the documentary one of the things that uh two things that were really striking to me about what you just said is uh they all, every actor, because uh, the guy who played uh, Simon was uh, there, and the guy who played um, Caiaphas mm-hmm. and uh, Josh Mustel and Ted Healy, at the time when they made it, uh, Carl Anderson had already passed on from leukemia. Okay. But, but uh, you know, it, it, but they all talked about how incredibly fucking hot it was. Yeah. But then, but then Jewison made a point. He said, "You know, the one thing, and I've never had this with any other movie cast, is no one ever complained. Wow. No, no one ever. And and I think you, to your point, only a group of completely unknown people who had not really had uh-huh. any kind of film experience, uh-huh. um, you know, working with the director who directed. Guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. I mean, yeah." He already had on the roof. I he mean, already had bona fides before this film. Yeah, yeah he he was a big deal, mm-hmm. and so the idea that only twenty year olds with no experience in film would it endure oh, that yeah. experience without any kind of complaint, yep. and and I and I think it shows in the exuberance. There's a sloppiness to to it, but it's it's a it it fits. Exactly the aesthetic of the movie he's yeah. making. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's I, I think there's you know there's there's a strange lack of specificity to the costuming. Right. You know, it looks it looks like stuff they just kind of made. And together. then yeah, yeah, when, yeah. yeah, when they're in their street clothes, the street clothes yeah, because there's just like no attention was paid. Just wear whatever you got, right. but wear the same thing every yeah, time. Yeah, I mean you get and you, it, get, you it, get some delineation obviously with with Caiaphas and and the yeah. and then the Romans and, and you get some delineation there. But yeah, I mean for the most part with Jesus and his disciples and Mary, it's it's just like yeah, it's just like, it's like yeah, shit that tunic, they just yeah. brought in a fucking suitcase with them. 
again, I mean, I, again, I go back to the concept of them showing up on a bus with this is what they could carry on a bus, and yeah. that's how they're putting yeah. this shit together. I, it's, I think it's great. You know, one of the one of the sacrifices that that obviously, oh, ooh, no pun intended, sacrifice um, is wow. is the, you know, having seen this live at least once. I want to say it was twice, but at least once. The feeling of that guitar riff. There's a couple guitar oh. riffs in this movie, which at the beginning. Yeah, well, yeah, the. Oh yeah, I like that one. Um, and then there's That's, the then there's the. Yeah. Um, right. There's something. That's it. That's the one. You, it just you burns in your soul. When you see that shit live, when you hear that shit live. It just, man, I talk about kicking you in the face or slapping you in the face. Like, it's just like fucking pulls you right in, you know? Um, yeah. So, so uh, that would be the sacrifice for this movie. Other movie musicals, it doesn't bother me so much. Um, I like, I can listen to West Side Story live. I can listen to it on a movie, and like, I'm in it. I get it. I dig it. I love it. You know. But there's something. Mm-hmm. There's something about this one. Like, yeah, that that would be the one thing that sticks out to me as like a, a kind of like a, a little bit of a of a sore thumb, you know. Everything, okay. everything else for this movie, though, I'm hard pressed, man. Like, I know that it's all kind of set in that one location. You know, they show up. There's all the there's the, oh, there's yeah. the pillars. There's the scaffolding already there, and for the most part, everything that they shoot is in that one location, right? Yeah. Oh no. I think that's that. That was the thing is they picked that location mm-hmm. and then just and then literally just kind shot of the hell out of it. around that. Yeah. Yeah. Shot the hell out yeah. of it. Well, what I really like and again with the, the the theatricality of it is that the title card doesn't come as the, so you've got them coming off and they're getting their uniforms and they've all put on like the the Romans are putting on their mm-hmm. their chrome hats mm-hmm. and everybody you know and then Jesus. You know, he, you know, it's like they're going to make Jesus and he pulls off his t shirt and they put the tunic on him. And then you see, and then, but then they all start walking and they take their places in the ruins. And then once they've stopped and they're all stagnant and they take their place in the ruins, then you see the title card, Jesus Christ Superstar. And then we move on with the movie. And like I said, there is a, there is a, a, it's sort of a, a charming. It, it, the thing about it is, it's it's a hippie movie, oh, and yeah. there's something really. If you if you're a fan of, I mean, and we talked about uh, Arlo Guthrie in Alice's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. We've talked. I mean, you know, th- you know, there's there's a lot of these. There's a real charm to these sort of unwashed uh, dreamers, and and I think they really uh, Jewish and really loved these kids. I mean, you can see the way he, and, and when you watch the documentary, they were not, they talk about how bad they were, about how they unexperienced they were, mm-hmm. inexperienced, mm-hmm. how they simply didn't know what to do and how calm he was right. and how patient and how he really took them by the hand to make this. I, I The thing is, I, I agree with you. I think it's an amazing film, um, and it's a it's it's one of the it's a gr- just the stickiest fucking musical. Yeah. It's got so many. So... I mean, it's one of those musicals that you could if you sing almost any phrase from almost any song. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen this musical, somebody's gonna look at you and go, "Oh, Jesus Christ, superstar!" Right. They know exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know? Should I scream and shout? Should I speak of love? Let my feelings out I 
Because you can't help but sing along while you're watching it, you know. The, to me, that's what makes a great musical. You know, um, once you've seen yeah. it, or if you once you've seen it, you want to see it again. And then once you've seen it yeah. five times, you can't help but at least hum along, even if you don't know the words, right? You yeah, hum, it's like because like, like I don't know all the words, chips, man. But like some of the melodies, and I don't even know some of the melodies that they're singing. Because God damn it. Some of these vocal melodies are fucking complex as hell, man. Oh, very, I, I yeah. could not even dream of being in this play, even when I was younger and doing musical theater. There's no fucking yeah. way I would be able to sing any of these songs. They're so fucking complex. But like I said, with that guitar riff or, you know, just yeah. some of the... Like, it just... It's so the music is so fucking strong in this in this movie or this this musical. I just just the musical in general. I'm not even a huge Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. I, I think I've seen uh, I saw Phantom twice, Phantom of the Opera twice, uh, once in Chicago at the auditorium. It was fucking gigantic and brilliant and beautiful. But like, I'm not a huge. I fucking can't stand Cats. You know, I mean, there's like, yeah. I'm not a huge well, Andrew Lloyd Webber, but like this Cats, one, the music ooh. in Cats is quite good. Yes, but, but the show it's is not just, a good musical in my opinion, yeah, so I agree with you on that. But like Avita, uh, uh, what is that? Does he, did he do Miss Saigon? I yeah. love Phantom. Phantom's, um, Phantom's I like, really good. Uh, I'll be honest with you, and it's one of those that the people don't really talk about much when they say, I love Starlight Express. Oh, wow. Is that the it's, roller skates? That. Yes, wow. well, it's it's the the little engine that could, okay. but done with roller skates. Wow. It doesn't get done very often because it is on roller skates. <laughs> sure. But the music, the music is really, uh, really very, very good, and okay. so it's a lot of fun. And 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 actually, um, in terms of the concept of the opera, you know, the rock opera kind of thing, yeah. um, the the only other uh, fully sung opera with no dialogue that Lloyd Webber was a part of was Evita. Okay. Also with you Tim know, Rice, because, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was also with Tim Rice. Those are the only two. And, and you know, you could argue that Evita is a rock opera. I can see that. Hmm. I, I, I don't consider it necessarily a rock opera. I, see, I think it's sort of like, I think it's an opera. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. It's a pop opera, maybe. Sure. But, uh, yeah, but you only, know, that's. I only know, like, one song, I think, from that. The uh, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina is, like, the only song I know from that. Which I've never, yeah. never yeah. seen. Yeah, well, it's. Yeah. And, oh, it's it, the thing is, I think it's a very. Uh, and actually, I think the film version is with, quite with good. Madonna? with Madonna. Is that worth watching? Yeah, yeah. Madonna. Okay. Yeah, right. it actually is. Cool. It is worth watching. Cool. Well, part of it is there are two reasons I think that movie is is worth watching. Number one, 
maybe three reasons. Um, number one, the music really is quite good. Okay. Um, num- number two, it is a really great time capsule to remind you how amazing Madonna actually was yeah, in her heyday. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you you tend to forget that you know when they when they the thing is it's not like she's Marilyn Monroe and died when she was young. So you just see her. now you see her kind of over Botoxed and whatever she's got going on and kind of fighting for her yeah. legacy. Yeah. But at that time, you can see, man, she was super talented, really charismatic. Yeah. And then, quite frankly, the third the third thing is, I think it's a really interesting story. Okay. It's 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 a very it's very political intrigue, but it's really, um, it's 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 Princess Diana. It's any woman coming into uh, an autocracy and somehow succeeding. And and yeah. she's I think you know, the woman herself was a horrible human being, yeah. uh, from what I understand. Huh. But the musical is is I think it's a very good I think it's a Antonio great film. Antonio Banderas, Jonathan Price, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's it a it's a really and and also and and I I would also recommend that, although this is not a, a a movie version I don't think there's a movie version of it but Miss Saigon is I think uh, quite good. Okay, okay, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a really good musical. Okay. Um, it's a little overwrought, but. Uh, I think the quality of the music and the lyrics huh. are are quite extraordinary. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, outside of the Andrea Lloyd Webber, are you have you ever really dove into chess at all? No, that's the one with um, "One Night in Bangkok." Is that right? The pop song. Yes. That, yeah. That is correct. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Murray Head. No. That's the only thing I know from it is "One Night in Bangkok." <laughs> Dude, I highly it, it was never yeah. made in fact I I don't even know if it was ever put on stage. It was but like like Jesus Christ Superstar, it was a concept album. Okay. I don't know if it ever made it to the stage. Mm-hmm. Um I know they never made a movie of it, but it is similar to Evita and quite frankly similar to Jesus Christ Superstar. It is basically it's a it's a Cold War it's a Cold War drama about a, a, an American chess player and a Russian chess player at the height okay. of the Cold War, and it is some of some of the some of the music in that uh, is is just absolutely hypnotic. It's one of my favorite. I, I would love for them to make a film of it, but uh, so far, so far. Here's yeah. another question, or a, 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 a thing I thought was interesting as I was looking this up. It's like, yeah. You know, they they had a real hard time getting money for the the stage musical when they were writing it, so they made a concept album. But once they made the movie, once that movie made, there were like a ton of like hippie Jesus movies that came out. There was Jesus Christ Superstar. There was Godspell. Right. Um, oh, oh, God! In nineteen seventy seven was a big thing. But also huh. at the same time. There were a bunch of because this I didn't even realize this, but guess what movie also came out the same year Jesus Christ Superstar came out, The Exorcist. Oh wow, interesting. So so there yeah so there was a whole lot of what? like there was Mephisto Waltz, Rosemary's Baby, The Omen. They were all coming out around that time, and so it was like this period of agnosticism that was coming out of sort of the civil rights movement. And all of a sudden, there were these movies that were really dealing with you know God yeah, on one li- hand, life and of the devil on the other. Life of Brian is only six years later. Yeah, Jesus I mean it was like a real. 
So yeah, I, and kind I, of I found Jesus, that to be... Kind of a Jesus renaissance, if you will. A religious renaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder what that's about. Um, is it a Vietnam? Is it a, is it a, is it a, is it a Vietnam thing? Is it like a... I wonder I, what that's about. I think, that's really I think interesting. It, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think in periods, I mean, and, and it's one of the things to, to look at. I think in periods where we have a, a growth of agnosticism, um, a, a decline in sort of what you'd call the traditional values of Christianity. You know, mm. churches were changing. Another thing I thought was interesting, guess what else came out in 1973? What's that? Oh, The Godfather The part. Blue G- Oh, God, no, go, please. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Blue Jeans Bible. Oh, I don't know. Now, I don't think no. you've probably ever seen one of these. Well, basically, they're cake, and I remember it because uh, it had been out for a couple of years. But uh, when I was in high school, and this is, you know, that's probably about six, seven years later. But when I was in high school, there was this copy of the Bible. It was a translation of, of the King James Bible, but done in sort of hippie speak. And huh. you, you bought it, and the, the cover of the book looked like denim. And it was called the Blue Jeans Bible. And it was sort of like this, hey, we're just going to kind of break it down, yeah, man. Right, 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 right. We're going to take the stories and we're going right. to break it down. Right. And so there was, I think I think there was a real call from uh, younger um, religious types to, to, to really kind of delve into sort of the mythology of their movement because people were turning away from it in huh. some ways. Interesting. Um, and I, and I, and I think that's probably why you have, you know, Rosemary's baby and the exorcist and the chosen all kind of coming out around this time, because sort of like if, if you're going to believe in God, you got to believe in the devil. And yeah. that's, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing, you know? And so I, I thought that was really interesting. I want to bring up one other thing and I, and I can't think of another actor um, that I just can't think of another actor that fits this profile quite like Ted Healy does is what I found interesting Neely. in watching the documentary. Neely. Neely, sorry. No, no, sorry. Um, what I think is interesting about it is that the, the, the Lloyd Webber Rice musical is from Judas' perspective and Judas' argument mm-hmm basically is this was his buddy and he was a revolutionary but then he started believing the hype yeah you know yeah. and 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 believe and they said he was god so he kind of said he was god and and then and then things grew out of that i'd have to know i'd have to know my lord have to know i'd have to know my lord have to see i'd have to see my lord have to see i'd have to see my lord if i die what will be my reward if i interesting about about Ted Neely is the only the only acting he's ever done in his whole life is playing Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar. Well, once and well, once he's been once the, once the movie happened, that's correct. Yeah, well, yeah. he, he Prior didn't really to the have movie, much he, of a career before no, that. No, well, I mean, he, he did played other things, no, he, he played wasn't. Tommy in Tommy um on stage. Well, I mean, he, he was like, a stage he, actor, yeah, but yeah, once yeah. he did this 
it took over his life. And if you well, listen to him in the documentary, yeah. he actually, I think he believes the hype because I, I, I get the impression that somewhere in the back of his mind, he kind of believes he is Jesus. I mean, he talks about, in this documentary, he talks about a woman coming up to him and asking him to bless his bless her child. Sure. And, and just, I mean, there's a lot of it. And it's like, I can't think of another actor who embodies a role, becomes sort of the go-to version of that role, and then almost just says, that's it. That's all. I, I am this person. Yeah. I, I am going to embody this person I mean, for the rest of my life. It's he, really weird he's he plays the role i don't know if he still does i mean you know but like he's yeah he still does he still still does does. he plays the fucking role all the goddamn time like that's pretty wild i'll 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 say that it's that's pretty fucking wild um yeah i you know i don't i don't you know look i don't fucking know you know i i've never met the guy i fucking talk to him like you know who knows you know and he did a fucking bang up job i'll say that Especially, yeah, especially you, you should watch the documentary. He was the understudy on Broadway. He didn't even fucking play it on Broadway. Yeah, you, so, you, you know, I'd remind well, him. Well, Carl, An- Car- <laughs> Carl, and well, Carl Anderson no, no, no. was the understudy. Yeah, yeah but, it was Ben uh, Vereen, right? Jewison um, didn't yeah. want. Yeah, Jewison didn't want Ben Vereen because he was right. too well known. He right. wanted somebody that was not known. Right. But the thing is, you gotta you gotta watch this documentary because yeah. at a certain point, you see all these actors and they, you know, they've they've put up, they still they love the attention mm-hmm. and it's super fun and mm-hmm. they're very moved by the fans. But he has but something Ted's, extra going on. Okay, man, okay. let's right. put it this way: yeah. I would have I would have dinner with any one of them, but I would not want to be in the same room with him. Wow, I, I mean, okay. he he creeped me out. Shit. He really creeped me out because he totally believes. He bought into it. All it's right. like. He did, and it's and I think that's kind of a funny thing, given sort of the 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 argument made in the right, film. Right, 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 right. How that tracks? Interesting. That's really yeah. fucking interesting. Yeah, look, I you know I think I think this movie's cool too, and like we can talk about this a little bit more when we get into our um our kind of complimentary films. I don't even want to call these triple features because God knows my triple feature you'd want to kill yourself, but um. You know, I think it's really, I, I, I think it's really interesting that, and I think this is part of where the controversy comes from, with kind of you know religious zealots who just kind of believe what is written in the Bible and like that's it, take it by rote. If you don't believe how it's written, then you're fucking sacrilegious. I think it's really fascinating to, um, and look, I you know I'm not a I'm not a religious scholar, um, I, I haven't done deep dives on religious movies, but from what I've seen. I appreciate when artists take that step to try to portray the story of Jesus and his followers, his disciples, it's the apostles, etc., as real fucking people. Like, yeah, let's assume they were real people. What would they think and feel in that situation? You know, I yeah. I think that's what's kind of fascinating about this film. And then again, you know, uh, at least one of my uh, picks later. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what I think, is it, I think what is along it to that... have these people as they're re- let's assume they were real people. Let's not read it. When I was in high school, I had theology. My first high school, I went to two different Catholic high schools. Um, I hated the fucking first one, so I transferred my junior year. But my freshman and sophomore year of high school, both all four semesters, I had two theology courses. In each theology course, we read the Bible cover to cover from uh, an uh, from an historical perspective. And then from a religious perspective. 
And that was the biggest thing that actually turned me off of being Catholic and, and continuing in kind of the Catholic faith, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it was really fascinating. Like reading it as an historical text versus reading it from this kind of just religious zealot place of like, believe this because this is what was written. He was God's son. It's fascinating to, to, to go through this musical and every uh, Jesus movie I've, I've seen, I, I'll say, and really kind of view it from the perspective of what is it to be human under those circumstances. Anyway, and and so, not only uh, that, tangent. and I think it's, I th- no, no, I, I don't think that was a tangent because one of the things I thought was, it, it, again, it's one of the things, it's been a long time since I watched it, what I think is fascinating about both Judas and Pilate, not only are we seeing these characters as humans, but unlike almost any other sort of like, let's look at, you know, these characters as like real people kind of movies or, or, or plays or whatever, mm-hmm. they are very aware of how their characters, how they as people are perceived in history. Judas talks about it, that that he's the bad guy. He knows he's the bad guy. Pilate oh, yeah. wonders, am I going to be the guy known oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. killing Pilate. this yeah, yeah. innocent man? Yep, yep. And, and, but they're the only two characters in this entire uh, musical that actually have that moment of self-reflection where they can see this story from our perspective mm-hmm. 2,000 years later mm-hmm. and how they play a part in it. I find that to be a very interesting metaphysical sort of uh, kind of game. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, I really I really appreciate it. Well, and to that end, you know, when, when he does the whole uh, breaking up of the temple, uh, the, 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 not the temple, but the um, the marketplace, when he, the market. when he trashes the market, yeah. you know, to, to have people, the gun runners and machine guns and tanks, and mm-hmm. you've got people selling cocaine and marijuana, and to bring that kind of modern aesthetic to this ancient story because the vice is only the vice the vice has always been there right the vices themselves have just changed over time right so like i think that was really cool um the kind of sequence with the tanks that are following judas yeah right and you've got the 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 kind of what i don't know what the fuck are they the the, the top gun fucking planes that shoot through the fucking sky at one point yeah like Um, the drones whatever they are really really fascinating um modern elements to this ancient story you know i think that's really cool a cool way look it plays to me now it still plays right Back then, yeah. Oh, you know, it's to, totally, br- totally, to bring totally that plays. modern element even back then, I just think it's a cool juxtaposition. Um, yeah, again, I, like you're not going to see tanks on stage, right? You're not going to see fucking uh, F-14s blasting through a fucking theater. But, you know, it's just that's so it's just such it's just such it, there's such cool elements to the film. Um Again, I think why, it's a brilliant. Yeah, film. that's why. And, that's and why I'm I really glad it. you it's, picked it's, it. Yeah, it's why I picked it. It's it's a, it's one of the as theatrical as it is. It's something that I will never see played out on stage in this particular way, ever. So, yeah, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful. First film. thing you do when you start a band is talk about your influences. That's how you figure out what kind of band you want to be. So, who do you like? Blondie. Christina Aguilera. Who? No, come on. What? You, shortstop. Puff Daddy. Wrong. Billy. Liza Minnelli? What are you, you guys? This project is called Rock Band. I'm talking about bands that rock. Led Zeppelin.
don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, ring any bells? What about Sabbath? ACDC, Motorhead. Oh, what are they teaching this place? My two picks are are definitely, uh, they're they're Jesus movies straight up. Like uh, my first pick, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Martin Scorsese's uh, 1988 film, The Last Temptation of Christ. Um, Lovely. Jesus it's Christ. A, I mean, it's, I, just, just a it's a hard it's a fucking movie. movie. I've only ever seen it once. Unlike most of Scorsese's films, I've really only ever seen this one once a very long time ago. Um, but, you know, kind of like I was saying, uh, you know, a couple of minutes ago, it really delves into what was Jesus thinking as a human being going through this experience of being the Messiah? Am I the Messiah? Yeah. Is my sacrifice worth it? Is this, is any of this even real? What do people want of me? What do I want? Um, you know, I think it's a really fascinating take. I've never read the novel that it was based on. It's a very um, good novel. It's yeah, a very good novel. I, well, it's the one that it's the one that got rushedy on the fatwa line or the you know. No, that was him. I thought that was uh, Satanic Verses that got him on the fatwa. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. I am so wrong. Yeah. I am, uh, stand corrected. No, no, no. Correct. This was based on I, what is it? Who wrote Nik- Nikos Nikos Kazantz? Okay, thank you. Kazantzakis. God, I Kazantz- can't believe I Kazantzakis. That up. Yeah. He's a Greek writer. Well, you can't Nikos. pronounce anyway. the name, and I totally fucked. I totally fucked up the source material. That's yeah. how dumb I. No, no, that's no. how dumb I am. No, no, no. But still, I mean, there was a shit. There was a fucking firestorm in this country when this fucking movie oh, was released, yeah. and it's just like. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down. Jesus was an historical figure. We can debate the merits of him being the Messiah or not. There are how many fucking religions out there who everyone says is a different fucking this or that or blah, blah, blah. Calm the fuck down. The Christians in this country need to fucking get off their high fucking horse. That's all I'll say about that. It's a great movie. I would argue. I would argue. I would argue all... I would argue that all relig- people that are religious zealots need to. I just read an article about uh, an art historian who showed uh, uh, a painting, and, and it was an art history class, and she made sure that she gave trigger warnings to all her Muslim students that she was going to be showing a depiction of Muhammad, and if they wanted to leave, they could do that. Yeah. And uh, one, one student decided she was going to make an issue out of it, and... The woman no, got fuck fired. You. Fuck you. And I'm going to stick around so, uh, and then yeah, make so an I issue out of it. Religious oh, zealotry has its place. Sorry. Yeah. Religious zealotry has, you know, there's a point to be made and you and you feel very strongly about uh, about how you'd come down. The thing I think is very interesting is that uh, my mom is, is very, very uh, Christian in, in the best possible way. And she loves Jesus Christ Superstar and yeah. really loved... As far as I know, she was really interested in the last temptation of Christ, sure. and so because any reasonable, you know, it's, any reasonable thinking, you know, kind of, kind of, um, 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 I can't think of the fucking word. Like someone who's really interested in the human experience, of course you're going to be fucking curious. Interested. Of about course the you're going to be interested in these stories and everyone's take on this. The same way you can look at different versions of a painting of the Last Supper. Everyone's going to have their exactly. own interpretation of it. What's wrong with that? 
Like, Espe- especially the one with all the Pulp Fiction characters. Uh, one of my favorite. I, last I like the one with all the horror characters with Freddy Krueger. But yeah, there you I, go. I, I hear would, what you're there you I, go. I that works. All right, what's your what's what's your <laughs> let's go to one of your picks. No, what was your well? What was your second? Oh, uh, we'll go to my second one. Pick. Yeah, was, um, yeah. What's your triple feature? You know, controversial or not, I don't give a fuck. Uh, 2004 is The Passion of the Christ, directed by Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's a fucking. It's a goddamn. It's a hell of a fucking movie, man. Um, I, I, again, only saw it once when it came out, did not see it in the theaters. That's a little much, but, um, I saw it. It's a fucking brutal movie. It's really, no, it's, it's, it's really well done. It's really fucking well oh, done. It's, it's, it's extremely well done for torture porn. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, will, yeah, I a, he's a good you. director. I he's will, a good director. Yeah, look, look, I, what was the Mayan movie that he did? Apocalypto? Apocalypse. The fucking movie yeah. was genius. That movie was fucking amazing. Well, yeah, loved it. Loved it. Well, you know, you know, Apocalypse. Apocalypto was. Uh, that's what got Salman Rushdie. Uh, oh yeah, on the, the fatwa. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on the this, yeah. Uh, He's on the fatwa with all the Mayans. He re- that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote he 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 wrote he wrote the source material for that. Yeah, the the Mayan um, calendar. That's so right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just what he does. It's what he does. You know, he writes Fucking a lot of Jesus rusty. stuff constantly. That's why he got yeah, stabbed. He's nuts. That's why he got stabbed recently. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly why he got stabbed because of Apocalypto. I yeah, think yeah, Mel, yeah. I think it was Mel Gibson that stabbed him. I think I don't. I'd have to go. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. I'd have to look that up. No, no. I mean, it is. I think it is. Yeah. It is part of that early two thousands. Uh, like Saw came out and like fucking Hostel and yeah, I mean violent. But yeah. we were also part of what this was still like Abu Ghraib and all those photos were still coming out and shit, right? Like yep. it's part of the culture yep. of the time, right? Um, yeah, I think it's a I I it's, again, everyone g- give me a fucking you know a beat with this, but like from my memory, I thought it was a really intense take on the passion story. Of Jesus, uh, it just you know, I'm going to grammar school. You know, I did uh, from from first grade through eighth grade. I went to mass Monday through Friday, eight a.m. to like eight forty-five. It was like a forty-five minutes, hour long, whatever. And once a year, you go through the stations of the Christ, right? Like there's there's the what is it, twelve, thirteen fucking stops, and they had yeah. they had these three D kind of. Um, what are they called? Reliefs? Statues? I don't know what they fucking call them. They were yeah. these giant things yeah. hanging on the wall and depicting all of it. Just the, the fucking lashing, just the fucking all of it. Jesus falls the first time. Jesus falls the fucking 15th time. Like, there was all of it. Like, it's fucking violent. It's violent. And this movie really fucking portrays it. He's not just some fucking, like, cart- magical cartoon superhero character taken all this shit and is going to put on his cape and fly through the air and save everybody. No, no, no. He was a real fucking person and this shit fucking hurt and he fucking bled. Like, it's a lot, man. And this movie, to me, really fucking hit that home, for better or worse. Uh, you oh, know. Yeah. well, that over and over yeah. and over yeah. and over it hit that home. Yeah. But it, that's the point of the film. Yeah. You know, I also think it's interesting that, uh, and I don't know how Mel, how Mel Gibson follows in this, but his father is like one of those... yeah. Like yeah, extremist, extremist, like dark Jesus guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I understand. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I hear your point. It's a movie that I watched. I, I, I did watch it. Um, I watched it yeah. all the way through, and I, and I, yeah. I'm glad that I never, never have to watch it again. No, um, although it's kind of, kind of like think, the. I th- 
Kind of like the de- what order? Kind of like the Deer Hunter. I I probably won't see this one again. It's a lot. Oh God! It's a I'm, lot. I can watch a de- I can watch a Deer Hunter a thousand you are times. Sick. So what order? <laughs> so what? So what order? What order would you watch? We got the Passion of the Christ. You got Jesus Christ Superstar. You got the Last Temptation of Christ. What order would you watch that trip? Yeah, I would. In? I would. I would start with the Passion of the Christ just to get the fucking get get the horror out of the way, and then I would give it about three months, and then I <laughs> and then I would watch. Um, I would watch Last Temptation of Christ because it's controversial. It's a heavy movie. It's not a fun movie at all. And then I would no. give it about three weeks, and then I would watch Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's your triple feature. Sure. My triple. I had a hard time. <laughs> I had a hard time with this triple feature because a part of me, part of me was like, all right. So do I want to go with musicals based on historical figures? Right. Um, and so I originally, I think I put seventeen seventy six. And uh, Ragtime, yeah. although Ragtime, Ragtime, the musical, the movie was not a musical version of it. It was just the story of the book. Oh, okay. But, you know, and then I then I changed it to something else, and I can't remember what it was. Hmm. And then I realized, no, especially, and I didn't make this decision af- until after I watched Jesus Christ Superstar. I said, mm-hmm. nope, I know exactly what my triple feature is. And, and it's a triple feature that I would sit through in one night. Okay. I would do this in one night. Sure. Is I'd I'd start with 1969's yeah 1969's Tommy. Okay. Which is written by the Who. Is it 60, It's uh, sixty nine. Six. The film. Sixty nine. Tommy. The film came out in nineteen sixty nine, and uh, it was the first filmed rock rock opera. And uh, it had Oliver Reed. Now that's the difference between Jesus what? Christ Superstar. And Tommy is that it had Oliver Reed, it had Anne Margaret, it had Tina Turner. I gotta, I gotta correct you. The film came out in '75. The musical came out in '69. The film came out in '75. Oh no, no, no. I'm just, oh, well. I'm just, I just, I have it pulled up here because I have not. In, That's fine. Full disclosure: I know Down's picks, and I have not seen either one of them, although I am familiar with them. Um, yeah, yeah, oh. just. That's why I have it pulled up. I just let's just correct it in real time. But God, yeah, seventy. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Regardless of that, yeah, yeah. Salman Rushdie wrote Tommy. Right, and and and, uh, and, he, and he was got a fatwa. He, 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 he got a, a fatwa on it. Right uh, against all pinball wizards. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah. wrote it. In, he wrote it in nineteen eighty seven, <laughs> so that it could be made into a nineteen sixty nine musical. Right. Regardless of that, Tommy was the first was the first official rock opera. Right. But I would start with Tommy, Um, the all-star cast, and Roger Daltrey as Tommy, and Elton John. And I mean, it's just... It's just an extraordinary, and and in its own way, it's the story of a messiah character. Okay, you know, a, a kid, a kid who is blind and deaf and dumb, blind, deaf and dumb, and right. but 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 is this has this amazing amazing prodigy yeah. to his pinball skills? Wow. His parents are fucked up. I mean, you know, so it's got it's got that kind of track. This cast is all right? crazy. I Pete know Towns, it's an extreme. Townsend, Roger yeah. Daltrey, Elton John, yeah. Tina Turner, Eric Clapton, Keith Moon, yeah. Jack fucking Nicholson. Wow. I'm telling you, this. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is this. this is a I musical, dude. You have to. Holy you gotta watch shit. it. It's it's one of the most wow. over the top. It's the most psychedelic thing you're ever gonna see. I would then follow it wow. up with with Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, I'd follow that yeah, yeah, up yeah. with Jesus Christ Superstar. And then, cap it and off then with, my final. Yeah. Cap it off with 1979's Hair. Yeah, okay. Um, and and that that one, it's Treat Williams, it's it's John Savage. Wow. You know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, it's D'Angelo. got a really good 
Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. It's a really good cast, um, but it's also sort of a it. Well, it's a hippie, but it's also a story, yeah. kind of a Jesus, kind of a self sacrifice story where Berger, hippie. played by Treat Williams, is the hippie, yeah, yeah. and he meets he meets the kid, yeah. and they're kind of you know they're kind of bringing him into the. He's getting ready to go to his induction to Vietnam, and they kind of party with him, and he. Berger, the character, right. realizes that he can't. You know, he's he's that, that he's got to let his his new friend kind of find his freedom and find love. So he takes his place huh. in induction to go into the Vietnam War, which wow. is a fucking horror. So it ends really badly. Yeah. But it's got great music, uh, Age of Aquarius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just all this, and and all so that hair. would be my. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be my night would be wow. would be three rock operas back to back to back psychedelic hippies yeah. uh, for an entire evening well, you know, and songs you get enough songs that I could sing all night long. You get, yeah. you get enough whiskey and fucking weed and yeah, I could, you could do these movies in one night. Like one why not? Like Oh yeah. I well I could do I've, I can do four Rocky movies in one night. I can do I can oh do three God. of almost oh, anything. Yeah, you're a Are you kidding I can me? Do like two Rocky movies in one night. I actually oh, saw this. Well, I, just... I saw this when I was in college. Uh, when I was at Illinois State, uh, Illinois Wesleyan did a version of Hair, and you know, young horny college kid. I was like, oh, there's there's like. Yeah. There's like nudity, nudity in that shit. That's cool. Yes, there That's is. Cool. Oh, yeah. You know those fuckers copped out and did bodysuits? That's fuck, pretty lame. Fucking college students copped out and did fucking bodysuits. You fucking losers. Yeah. And actually, that's all I remember from Hair. Anyway. You yeah, should I'll watch check it. It's out. a yeah, really yeah. good. Mary, it's a great musical, Mary Lynn, and it's a fun. Mary Lynn even said, the movie is really Mary good. Mary Lynn even said, she's like, oh my God, well, can we please watch it? And I'm like, Fuck yeah! yeah it, I have nothing against hair. I just I've never seen it. Like what the fuck? Well, my challenge. Yeah, I think you and I think you and Marilyn would have a great yeah. time watching the dub, double, double bill, bill of Tommy and hair, and then yeah, hair. Do it because they're both such good and musicals, sure can, and they're so much fun I'm to sure watch. I can get both on eBay for like five dollars. Perfect. There you go. You want me to go first? You go first. Uh, you can go first, please. All right, I'm going to go first. Let me boot it up. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time, like me. We can help each other with that. Yeah! Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. He can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Let me make this easy for you. 
you call a life will end. And my pick is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You knew I was going to pick this at some point because, God damn it, I love my fucking Marvel shit. And I really can't wait. And I love that they're introducing Kang um, in this movie. Because they, they introduced one iteration of Kang in uh, the Loki, the first season of Loki. What? And what I love about it's Loki. God bless you. Yeah, and uh, and and so I am, and and given given that I've been pretty disappointed with some of the uh, yeah. some of the Marvel stuff, yeah. I'm really excited to see this one because I think, I mean, I loved I loved Black Panther too. Yeah, I gotta uh, see that. Except I, I see that. but you no, know, it's a very good movie. But I probably won't because most of these Marvel movies I can watch over and over and over yeah, and over yeah, again because yeah. I just love them. Yeah. But I probably won't watch the second Black Panther movie because I can only watch. A eulogy for Chadwick Boseman for two and a half hours once. Yeah, fair enough. And it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. But I, it's like okay, be, I can't. I okay. can't sit and watch the. Uh, no, I totally agree with you because I can mostly, uh, I, I can barely watch one of these movies once. So, I totally understand where you're coming from. So, see, I can't wait until I pick. <laughs> I, I can't wait until I. I can't t- wait until I pick a Marvel movie that you have to oh, watch. Jesus because Christ! I actually, I actually, and you will not. And if you cop out, I won't even record no, with you that's until not you watch that's it. Not fair. I will. You know that I'll fucking watch it. I you, know. You, wait, I know you watch one? it. You suggested. You you suggested some Captain America: The First yeah, Avenger. Yeah, I fucking watched it, and I think I texted you. And, and you I was liked like, it. I was. That was fun. It was. You know. Okay. You liked yeah. it. Yeah. You know, know why? Because there's not eighty five thousand fucking characters that I got to know eighteen other movies about. Anyway, well, I, I made the mistake when I was doing the notes and I was updating my notes. I made the mistake because I couldn't I couldn't remember which trailer I picked. And yeah. I clicked on because uh, we put for everybody who's listening. I'm sure we said this before. All that's in our notes is like YouTube.h45 backslash blah, blah, blah. Yeah, There's yeah. no title there. So you know. I don't fucking know what it is. So I made the mistake. I took a gamble. It was a 50-50 shot. I clicked on the fucking link. To see which one and, my trailer was, because I forgot my trailer, and, and I hit this fucking and, and I fucking no, I wrote down <laughs> in my email, in my email, I have I have some of my show notes here. I've got some links for Norman Jewison, Jesus Christ Superstar, whatever. I've got the complimentary films down here listed out, so I can talk about them with you. And then at the bottom, I got Trailer Geek, right? And I've got mine. And then I'm like Ant Man and the blah blah fucking blah is what I fucking wrote because <laughs> I'm like I'll know exactly what it is. It's the new Ant Man and the blah blah fucking blah. Okay, great. No, no, no. Here's Quantum Mania, and it's yeah. coming out in February, and I can't wait to see. And here's it. the thing: I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for all the people who like that shit. And it's not shit. You know, I'm just using a word. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for you and everybody who else who likes these films. Okay. I'm excited. I love I'm them. excited that you guys are excited and that you'll go see it and then hopefully enjoy it as opposed to the Watiti Watiti Kaka movie that came out. Yeah, right? I didn't. I didn't like that Fuck one. But that to guy. give you an idea, my Marvel, yeah. my Marvel joy is uh, not to over the Christmas holiday. They uh, James Gunn came out with the Gardens Guarding Guardians oh, the, of the Galaxy yeah. holiday special, and I watched it and I enjoyed it so much that that night. I went back and I watched Guardians of the Galaxy uh-huh. and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume wow, Two. Wow, you that's really, how much yeah, I like these movies. God bless you. I love these movies. I love these characters. Shout out to my friend Rusty Schwimmer was in the the fucking uh, uh, Christmas special. I guess I don't know. I've never there I haven't seen it, but she's in there. Somewhere, it's fun as hell. It's yeah. fun as hell. No, she's good. And she's look, very I, good. You know, I I just farted on your movie, but mine's not mine's not great. 
So go ahead and play, All right, let's, and play it. Let's, <laughs> let's see what it is. Here is Trailer Geek number two. Uh, uh, Ezra, hey. what are you up to these days? Got a girlfriend? No. But you don't like getting pushy? Uh, okay. Hearing the word pussy come out of your mouth does make me question whether or not I like it. Back again up in this I'm never going to meet a woman who understands me. I don't think I've heard of a man ever who wanted to be in a relationship so badly besides Drake. I'm talking Views Drake. They hear that loud. I feel like Views Drake, alone on a building, dangling my legs off, wondering what it's like to feel companionship. What the fuck? What the fuck? What are you doing? Stop! Okay, but you're not getting five stars. You're not an Uber driver. I mean, honestly, you guys are twins. Oh my God! Wait, she really does look like me. I'm sorry. This was insane. Let me make it up to you. You're dating a black girl? I've never felt so understood by somebody in my entire life. Whether you like it or not, we kind of go together now. You're my boo. Come on. I'm going to ask her to marry me. Do you plan to? Out to her family? Yeah, I just haven't had the chance to meet them. What's going on? Tell me about life. How are you? This is your white granddaddy come back to haunt me. What? Now this is my fault? <clears throat> so you want to marry my daughter? Yes. Yes, I do. Well, Ezra, you could try. So your pick is you people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that's the fucking funny. Yeah. I can't wait. Duchovny. I mean, it just like this is just Eddie Murphy. This drops. Jesus Christ. This drops on the night on Netflix on the night that our episode, this episode releases. Um, so oh, I'm watching. You it. know, I'm kind of like when shit comes up like that, I kind of want to keep that kind of vibe going. It doesn't happen often, but it, you know, I want to try. That's what I thought was. Oh. I thought that's what was going to happen with fucking Skinner um, Rink. It will happen with you people. You know, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always on the lookout for fun comedies. For whatever reason, a lot of modern comedies don't hit me the way. The dope ones from the fucking 80s did. Even some 90s, yeah. early 2000s. But I wasn't really down with Pineapple Express or the, the Seth Rogen kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not really. You know, not really even even, I didn't really even like some the of the Will Ferrell shit in the, in the late 90s. Like, it took me a while to get really into Anchorman. Um, yeah. But like this one, I just was like, look. This looks really funny. Eddie Murphy is really fucking, fucking hilarious. Funny. Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah. is fucking hilarious. Oh. This is them reuniting after like forty years of being cast members on yeah. SNL. Um, yeah. Which, honestly, Jonah Hill, I could take or leave, but you know he looks funny in this one, so why not? Um, also, kind of the religious vibe. If we're doing Jesus Christ Superstar, we're talking about a Jewish family in this movie and a Muslim family trying to get together. This is guess, know. you know. This is guess who's coming to dinner, yeah, and yeah. it's updated, yeah. and that is a brilliant yeah. idea. It's, fun. it's a really funny, really it's fun. funny idea. And you've got idea. some, you've got some supporting uh, see, players with Nia Long and Mike Epps. Yeah, Rhea oh, Perlman, yeah. Elliot Gould apparently is in this Duchovny? somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, David Duchovny. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, this is this is a solid. This is a solid yeah. pick. Um, and it, and because it's Netflix, I know we'll both watch oh, yeah. it. So at the end of the year, we'll be able to say we watched totally. it. Totally, because you won't you won't see. Uh, Quantum Mania. I mean, I you know, know if it sits on my face, I'll have no choice but to see it. But you know, yeah, I would, I would like you to see it, but you're not gonna. <laughs> um, so I don't, and, and you know, that, that 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 is that is absolutely your choice. Well, speaking of comedies, yeah. um, for for our next our next outing, oh yeah, your pick. Here we go. I, it it is it is. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if you know what a big. Trekkie I am. 
I, I, I mean, some, I, I have some inklings. Sure. Yeah. I love my, I love, I was, the thing about it is I'm one of those hybrid, maybe I'm just a centrist in all things as well, because I love Star Wars and Star Trek with an equal fervor, okay. but I really love Star Trek yeah. and, uh, my favorite spoof of Star Trek uh, ever made mm-hmm. is Galaxy Quest. Yeah. And so that is what we are going to watch. Sweet. We are going to watch Galaxy Quest. It is just simply That's one of my fun. favorite Movies, literally one of my favorite movies yeah. I've ever seen in my life. It's a fun one. It makes me laugh, makes me cry. It's just, it's just a joy. Yeah. Like start to finish, it's a joy. Yeah. Even if you don't know the the, the Star Trek lore, no, you don't need to. It, you don't need to. So yeah, yeah. So so for our next oh, time, fun. it will be good. Good. I, yeah, Galaxy I haven't Quest. seen this one in a long time, so I do yeah. own it on DVD. So I, I'm well. There I'm you go. Forward, so you don't have to buy. Looking it. forward to revisiting. Yeah, that's a fun one. Rock and roll. Rock and, roll and that is Jesus Christ Superstar, our triple features. And and I wanna I wanna say that this uh this entire episode was written uh by Salman Rushdie. Yeah, and there's gonna and, be a fatwa uh, after this. There's gonna be a fatwa once this drops. So uh that's how that's that's how it's gonna work. Yeah. All right, I'll t- I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Watch your six. Yeah.